doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil. Eva! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Monsters, John. Monsters from the it. I'll buy a doll. I'll buy a doll. I'll buy a doll. Swallow this. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. Have you ever heard of Candyman? She rubs the lotion on its skin or else gets the hose again. You don't know what that is. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. That's true, God. You do. We can stay here. God is dead! Hey, you say Welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how's it going, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you doing? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. Excellent. You should be good because you have a three-day weekend coming up. <laughs> Anyways, for folks who are new to the podcast, who are we and what do we do? Well, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Basically, here what we try to do is talk about films. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, cult films, drive-in fear, foreign films, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, for folks who are curious about the website, the website, once again, www.darkdiscussions.com, has multiple things, including articles and whatnot, but also uh, all the podcasts on the network, including this one there. Uh, you can find this podcast also wherever podcasts are found, such as Stitcher, Apple, 
uh, podcasts, Google Play, and whatnot. Uh, basically, uh, wherever podcasts are found. We do have an email called darkdiscussions at aol.com, or you could just press uh, under the menu on darkdiscussions.com, the website, uh, where it says contact us, and a box will pop up, uh, and you can type in an email there as well. Whichever way you uh, send the email, make sure to put in the subject uh, something related to the podcast. So uh, maybe Dark Discussions or a listener to Dark Discussions or something like that. Um, and then we'll know that it's specifically for this podcast here rather than one of the other podcasts on the network. Also, uh, Eric, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Well, I will tell them in just a second. However, I just want you to know that whenever you start the intro that way, saying, who are we and what do we do? Um, I, I can't help but think of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop saying, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Anywho, one of the things they could find on darkdiscussions.com, in addition to all the wonderful things Phil was just discussing, uh, is a link to our Patreon account. Patreon allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for stuff like web hosting and uh, domain names and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions. And for every $5 a month that you care to donate, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly do on the show. We take all the submissions from our patrons and draw one at random every quarter. Um, So you can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or follow the link on any page of darkdiscussions.com and we greatly appreciate any and all contributions indeed indeed and uh, speaking of uh, the podcast and uh, any contribution you can do uh, this month here uh, for folks who are curious today is October 20th 2022 Thursday uh, for folks that are curious, because some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious when we do record, because sometimes these episodes are not released immediately, though this one will probably be released uh, before Halloween because of its uh, topical nature. Um, but we uh, have had the most listeners ever uh, in one month uh, download uh, and listen to uh, Dark Discussions. So, or at least at least for the past four years since we converted to a uh, different um, a different location where uh, the podcast is stored. Anyway, so uh, we appreciate that because, uh, as I've mentioned in other episodes and other podcasts, um, it, a study shows that uh, people usually only listen to no more than five podcasts. Um, and as a result, um, that means a lot of, a lot of podcasts are never listened to by people. And if you are listening to us, we are one of the few podcasts on your podcast shelf. And we do greatly appreciate, uh, you folks uh, taking the time to hear what we have to say, or as Mike would say, they must be mentally ill because why the hell would they want to hear anything from us? (laughs) But. Uh, on a serious note, uh, we do greatly appreciate uh, that you listen to us, and uh, it is an honor to know that uh, right now um, we are, uh, quote-unquote, the most popular that we have ever been, probably, and we do not do much promotion, if any. So, thank you. 
Um, all right, so I think that's pretty much all the house cleaning we got. Uh, so I guess we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Eric, uh, what do we get to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie highly anticipated this year, currently in theaters, Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello. is part of a trilogy uh, or the ending film of the trilogy directed by David Gordon Green and uh, this one's actually written by four folk uh, Paul Brad Logan Chris Bernier Danny McBride and David Gordon Green obviously based on uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's character um, Michael Myers and all the other characters from the original film uh, by John Carpenter. Uh, the film stars Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Andy Matichak, Rowan Campbell, Will Patton, Kyle Richards, and James Jude Courtney, among others. Uh, the film uh, was one of the films that were just delayed a year or so due to uh, the COVID. Uh, the film was released everywhere on October 14th, 2021, uh, specifically in the United States, that is, um, both at theaters and on streaming. Um, I believe it was Peacock, or was it Paramount Plus? I think it was God. Peacock. God. Yeah. And uh, the film uh, has topped the box office its first uh, week uh, uh, released, uh, and it has uh, made its money... Uh, up to two to three times the cost. It was actually a fairly inexpensive film for uh, a, a 
Hollywood film. It costs between 20 to 30 million, depending on where you looked. Um, the film is getting um, mediocre reviews um, from critics. Uh, it's I think it's down to below 40% now. Um, that, that, that's not mediocre, Phil. Oh yeah, I guess that's terrible. Um, so I mean, it's not twenty. It's, technically it's, speaking, it's, it's awful. Yeah, it's, 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 it's totally bad. Yeah, there you go, there you go. So I, I was being uh, a little more polite than than um, a realist, as Mike Mike just was. Uh, the film uh, is also getting mixed reviews from fans as well. I believe that's in the fifties or, or or so, if I'm not mistaken, maybe sixty. Um, so that that's it's mediocre to fans. Um, so that's pretty much all I have. So I guess we can go around and discuss what we thought about this film and how we heard about it. So I would start with you, Eric. Uh, well, this has just been uh, anticipated by the horror community for a long time. I can't remember when I first heard of it. It was years ago. Um, so I went to see it in the theater. Um. Man, are some people really mad about this movie? <laughs> I went to see it uh, on on uh, Sunday, actually, because that's the only time I could make it. Um, this this is a movie. Um, I I'm not angry about this movie like some people are. Um, however, I can understand why those people are angry. Um, this Halloween ends is theoretically, um, the end of a very popular horror franchise. Um, and it's basically, uh, promoting itself as being the showdown between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Um, so I can understand why people are a little upset that they didn't get to see much of that for the first hour of the movie. <laughs> um, uh, we'll go into uh, what was there instead and the, the the themes of the movie and all that uh, behind the spoiler wall later. Um, I think they were trying to explore some things that could have been potentially really interesting. Um, I think they could have done a better job. Uh, and I'll explain why behind the spoiler wall. And uh, my my biggest gripe with the movie personally was some of the dialogue was absolutely cringeworthy. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it looked good. It sounded good. Um, they just, I, I think if you're going to try and do some of the stuff they do in this movie, um, you don't do it in a movie that's part of a longstanding popular franchise. Um, and you don't do it when you advertise something completely different. Um, so I thought, uh, like, as a standalone movie by itself, uh, it's okay. Um, but I can understand why longtime Halloween fans are a little upset with this being the final book end to the series. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Uh, how did you hear about this film, and what did you think? Well, it's a Halloween film, so, you know, you just hear about it everywhere. Um, uh, Halloween ends is an appropriate name. I'm glad <laughs> I feel like the quality has gone down each movie since the first one they did in this trilogy. 
Um, I feel like they were kind of out of ideas and their ideas kind of went nowhere in this film. Um, it just didn't, it didn't get me. And I, you know, I always have to remember what Mike says, you know, you got to take what they give you, not what you're hoping for. Uh, this definitely was nothing that I was looking for. It just didn't work for me at all. Um, I didn't enjoy it very much. There was nobody for me to root for. The best part about this movie, I can say, were some of the deaths. Other than that, I just didn't really enjoy it that much as an entry in the Halloween series, especially as part of this trilogy. As a standalone, like Eric said, it could be okay, but that's about it. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I actually, um, similar, you know, just heard about it here or there. Um, the franchise itself, uh, I'm not that invested in, um, though uh, I do uh, like the, the character Michael Myers a whole lot. Um, so, uh, you know, not being that invested in, it's, you know, the 47th sequel or whatever or in, in the series, it's like nothing to look forward to for me anyway, uh, except maybe to see Michael Myers again. Um, so I, I watched it, I think Saturday night or Sunday night. I can't remember. Uh, well, maybe it was actually Monday night, but either, either way, um, it was, uh, it was all right. I mean, uh, I'm like Eric, I'm not upset about seeing the film, uh, as a standalone film. If it wasn't part of Halloween or, or the Halloween new trilogy, I guess, um, it's, it's good. It's decent. Um, nothing great though, by any means, uh, had some interesting ideas about, uh, evil and, and it being, uh, something that can be, that can spread like, um, a cold or something like that. Uh, so that's, that's probably a bad way to explain it, but that, that, I think that that's where they were trying to get that at where, where it's like a virus or, or a bacteria rather than just people are, are that way. So some nice ideas. Uh, I did like uh, some of the story, uh, but the ending uh, was, was a major letdown. And and like most of the Halloween films, um, some of the things were hard to imagine um, in a world that even though there's a super kind of sort of supernatural monster, um, they are trying to make it as if it's a in the real world. Um, but you know, it is what it is. And, um, I've seen people hate it to the point where it's ridiculous as well as I've seen people defending it as if it was the greatest thing ever, uh, almost like a, as a backlash. So I, I don't know what the, the true belief is, but I, I would say it's somewhere like myself or Eric and in some cases, Barrett, who seems even more negative than either me or Eric, then, either awesome or horrible uh, as a lot of the people online seem to take it. So, yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to say, I'm not mad at the film or anything. I just mm-hmm. thought they did a poor job. Sure. Sure. That's fair. So, so yeah, uh, it's a movie. Um, it was entertaining, but as a Halloween film in that franchise with an iconic monster, uh, it may be considered disappointing to some, I think. Um, let's go for you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I understand fans being disappointed somewhat. I don't understand them being angry, especially since given the fact that how this has blown up on my feed uh, compared to 
so many far superior horror films that have actually come out theatrically this year. Um, the only other film that came that has exploded this way on my feed this year was yet another entry in another franchise that that predates the Iranian hostage crisis um, that also happened to be available free for streaming. I have a feeling that a lot of these people didn't actually pay for the movie to begin with. Uh, but this is the 13th hour, uh, not 13th hour, 13th film in this franchise, the 12th one to feature Michael Myers. Um, and I want to remind everybody, this is a series that has featured Buster Rhymes in a Kung Fu fight with Michael Myers. <laughs> that doesn't make um, it right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I also like to remind everybody that if I, I, I'm not, I know I'm getting old and I'm getting a little senile, but I kind of remember about 12 months ago, <laughs> my Facebook feed exploding of people hating on the last Halloween film. So I, given that this was this, made by the same people who made the film that you hated 12 months ago. I don't know what they were expecting from this. Um, and let's be honest, you also have a history of the third part in Halloween stories. Halloween 3, no Michael Myers at all. Everybody hated it, though that's changed. Then they start rebooted again, and you got Halloween 4, 5, and six, and everybody hated Halloween six. So, what did you think of this movie, Mike? So, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know what people were really expecting here. Um, and by the way, this is also the other final, 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 really final fight for Michael Myers. That, not to be confused with the last fight with Michael Myers for the last time that we had back in like 2002 or whenever that was, or 1998 or whenever it was. Um, I, I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I understand it's not. Brilliant. It's a Halloween film. Um, Let me ask you something. So yeah. you're saying you don't understand why people are surprised, but wouldn't you think that people would like hope that it would improve on the last one, not be worse? Uh, not the the anger, but the, the it's the it's the stupid fan rhetoric you often see online when they get a movie that they don't like, and it's not that this is a movie I don't like. It's I've been betrayed. Oh, well, that's just stupid. Right. It's, and that's why I said I understand disappointment. I don't understand anger. Because this is, a, this is again, the 13th film in the franchise. I, I don't know many movies, out, uh, series outside of James Bond and maybe Godzilla, where you get to the 13th one and you, you have some expectation of it not sucking. Um, it, it is what it is. They expect this to be anything other than a baseline Halloween film which is not a terribly good movie is setting yourself up for disappointment. And if you get better than that, great. But like I said, I think I understand that people feel that they were sold a bill of goods, that there was a bait and switch. They were promised a thing and they don't feel they got the thing, although they got the thing, but they had to wait 90 minutes to get it. Um, I, I get it. I understand that. Personally, I went in with an open mind. Now, maybe that helped that I heard some of the reviews beforehand, so I knew what to expect. I liked it. I liked some of the ideas. Like Eric, I think the execution was a little iffy. But I felt that all of the, the scripts for the last three needed at least one more pass. Like somebody just said, oh, this is good enough. And there needed to be one more person in there saying, wait a second, hold on. 
this this isn't bad, but you need to tighten some things up here and there. I think it's an interesting idea. I think that anyone who thought this was going to be the last Halloween film uh-huh. was insane. <laughs> doesn't doesn't so, understand economics. Yeah. <laughs> forget economics. They don't understand Hollywood. And then especially when you look at the box office returns this weekend, it did well enough that it's going to have another one. So you know that this was going to have to do something or try to do something that would set up a potential return or continuation of the franchise. Well, and they could have done that, but they didn't because they They didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. It's kind of confused me. Yeah, I think. And they think that's part of it. I think, yes, they were trying to tell certain themes and ideas and they have for the entire series been trying to, to weave in certain themes and not the entire series for the entire new series, mini trilogy that you have here. Right. Um, and I don't think they did the best job at making that clear uh, where I think they could have. Um, I, I think this is a franchise that's always been confused and this has just made it more confusing. But whatever Michael Myers has done in the Halloween franchise, he can go back to making Austin Power films and we can all just move along. Alrighty then. All right. Um, so that's our opinions. Uh, now, Eric, do we have a IMDb or a wiki? Wiki, wiki. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of the tr- of this trilogy. All right. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't really uh, feel this was that scary, to be honest. No, I, well, I didn't. Well, it wasn't scary would, at all. When was the last time there was one that was? Good question. Uh, well, the last two were 1978. Were, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a really scary one. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, how do we do it here on Dark Discussions? Well, Eric kind of alluded to it first, which is uh, basically we talk about general stuff at first, uh, but then we do throw up a spoiler alert later, uh, as Eric mentioned. Uh, the wall, the spoiler wall, whatever. Uh, and the reason for that is, is because we don't just review. On uh, this podcast, we also critique and dissect, uh, I guess, plot points and endings and twists and all that. So at a point, we'll throw up that spoiler and we'll let you know. Um, so you can uh, shut it off if you don't want to hear the spoiler part of our discussion. Uh, but before then, obviously, we can talk about general stuff. And uh, kind of a lot of, a lot of, there is a lot of general stuff, which is just basically the failing about the film it, it, within the franchise um, and the disappointment or not disappointment, depending on your perspective. Um, and uh, Mike kind of alluded to that during his uh, discussion of his feelings of the film. But uh, we might be able to talk more about that here and there throughout the episode, including before the spoiler wall. Uh, but general stuff. Um, well, yeah, uh, let's let's talk about general stuff. Um, this one here, they, they had another time jump, um, and uh, kind of like it, it, this franchise is strange because the endings of all three, or, or I should say the the last two, um, are the you can't do the cock a duty whatever as, <laughs> as that woman in misery says because. They they have Will Patton's character dead after the first 
movie, and then he's suddenly alive in the, in the second. And then well, in he this wasn't one dead here, in the first. They never said that he was dead. Well, he, he was. Like, he looked like he should be, but you know, yeah. they didn't sure. say that he was. So we'll say sure. that he was alive. Fair enough. And then uh, this one here. It was just a flesh wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like that's, the Black Knight, right? Yeah, that's how I felt. Um, and then and then the second one, they had Laurie all out and about for rage. And and here is it's a time jump. And, and um, now she's a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that really, everything about her in this movie felt off to me. She was well, rageful in the first film, not in the second. The second was the town that was rageful. Well, I think she was still rageful. She just couldn't do anything. About yeah, it. she, she was hurt. Up in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. She'd been yeah. stabbed or whatever. Well, yeah. and I get that, but the point, the moral of the, the second film that everybody hated was not evil dies tonight. But that you can let your fear and paranoia turn you into a rage filled asshole. Right, so a mob, me, the mob, right? Right. To me, she learned a lesson. She realized Michael, she thought she was special in the first film, that Michael was going to come back for her, which he didn't. He happened to come back, but it was a coincidence. It didn't, he wasn't coming for her. Yep. And and I think maybe, to me, that it's a, she, she was obsessing over a man who didn't give a shit about her. Right. And, well, now they could have clarified that in the second or third film. So I didn't have a problem with her changing her perspective of of her life and the trajectory of it. I, I isn't have, she I, still I, obsessing over him by writing a well, book? Yeah, that's a fair well, point. Making, and also, yeah, she's making money off it. And also, you would have thought that they would have had some sort of uh, discussion of. Her the death of her daughter. Right. Yes. That, that, thank you. So that's exactly what I was trying to jump in with. Um, yeah, because maybe uh, it was a jarring transition to to just jump four years ahead and uh-huh. see her at the point of, oh well, I've changed my perspective and now I don't think of it the same way anymore. And we get that horrible author voiceover and then her writing a book. Right, right. Just I, I think I think they would have been better served uh, to show us some of the aftermath um, from the, the death of her daughter because they yes. didn't, they, we didn't, didn't see had. any of that. Like for just jumping from the last movie to this movie, we never got to see her reaction to the death of the daughter. And just jumping straight into that, it seems like it didn't really matter to her. Right. Yeah, that my my thing was is that yeah, they could have showed a flashback to the funeral or and how she had therapy that told her to let the rage go and and acceptance and and move on and all that. And and if they had done that, maybe it wouldn't be as jarring. Um but yeah, it was like Oh, she's dead. All right, let's move on. Well, if, and now, now here's here's the real problem I would have with that. And I know I just defended it a minute ago. We in, in Halloween, take three. She had been obsessing and fearful and paranoid about a man who had been locked up in an institution for over thirty years. And now she didn't give a shit about a guy that was still on the loose. 
Yes, right, that's, yeah, exactly. That's He's never been, so, found. never been and, found. And she and she moves back to the town where all the trauma happened. You would think she would have moved to like Montana or, or New Hampshire or Virginia or Wisconsin or something, you know, instead of back to the exact same town. But continue. Or New Jersey. Yeah, or New Jersey, exactly. <laughs> I was just watching a pitch meeting for Halloween 2018 last night, and that's, <laughs> that's one of the things. They're like, oh, so she, moved, so she moved away, right? What? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that was strange, yeah. My that's... other issue with this movie is there is no one I like or feel sorry for when they die. Hmm. Except yeah, it, for it, the secretary, Bill and I talked about that. The secretary was the only one that I felt sorry for. Everyone else was a dick. Yeah. Uh, I'll disagree. I think the guy who won the junkyard. Yeah, I saw him too. Yeah, he. Yeah, but yeah, he, he allowed right. he allowed his wife to browbeat the kids. So I kind of saw that one. Was that his wife? Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 That, yeah was that was the. Aunt. Step, yeah, he yeah. was the stepfather or whatever. Okay, or, I, I I wasn't really sure where where that was. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was kind of like the what Mike alluded to—the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that came out earlier this year, where they turned the the, the villains into the heroes because the, all the people who die in this film, except for one or two people, maybe maybe three uh, or four, depending on you know, you know did, they didn't deserve death. They just, Nobody does, but yeah. but but. <laughs> But every a lot of the people like were all bullies or or dirt bags, and so it didn't matter that they died. So Michael uh, or the 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 twist, um, it was okay that they died because it's like oh they're just come get bad characters anyway. So you, usually you want to root for the victims, but again, as you will probably say, Mike, which is a fair point too, a lot of slashes, we always root for the awesome deaths and and the killings. But the thing is, is that other slashes, we don't hate the characters usually. I mean, you do in a lot of films like evil dead remake. I hated all those characters, but I mean, in Friday the 13th, the original, I didn't hate any of the characters really, you know, and, and, I, so I mean, here, they, all the victims were—you were glad they died, pretty much, except for the secretary and maybe the junkyard owner. But I think that's where we're we're at now, right? Is that that's why I've seen people talk about this, maybe maybe reading into it a little more, but maybe not. I don't know. Picking off off the last film, where while well, Jamie Lee Curtis maybe has learned a lesson, the rest of the rest of the town has learned nothing. The rest of the town has learned to be paranoid, resentful assholes. Let's find someone um, new to hate, right? And let's find somebody new to hate. And you could argue that there's certainly uh, some some commentary about current society in that. In that, you know, we we always seem to have to have something to hate on. Um, that that there's a lot of negativity and 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 uh, division and and so forth in, in our in our current climate, or at least in the United States. I don't know what it's like. Uh, up in the Great White North, uh, Sean's unfortunately not here. To oh explain no, it no, to us. there's problems up there too. Yeah. Oh, probably. I mean, and Sean's going to get it because he's a ginger, right? So um, he may not be the best <laughs> person to go with. But um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's a, the idea is that the town, that the hate is living on in the town, even if Michael's not there. It's that that need to be have fear and paranoia, even when the you could argue the threat has gone away, or at least it's gone to ground. Um, 
but was it very well executed? I didn't feel that it was. I, I mean, it was executed well enough that because I went in to see a Friday the 13th movie, uh, I, I not a Friday the 13th, a Halloween movie, you know, I enjoyed it the way I will anything like this, the way that I enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is if I'm, I'm looking for something halfway decent and, uh, you know, if it's not on the order of Halloween Resurrection, uh, then 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 I'll try to enjoy it and I'll get what fun out of it I can. I'm not ex- necessarily looking for anything. And I appreciated that they tried something different. Like last time, I think it was a little ham handed and I think it could have been done better. But they tried. Um. It's actually the, the, the kills filled as I'm thinking about it. I think the thing, if I resented anything about the film, it's that when I think about the movie, there's only one kill in the film that sticks out to me. And I can't wait the, to hear that in the uh, <laughs> spoilers territory. <laughs> well, it's the first one. Hmm, okay. Which oh. isn't even which isn't even really a kill. You know? Right. It's, it's an accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't like you had some really awesome kills and in the first in the last two entries, you know, and Michael Myers morphed into being more of a Jason Voorhees in those two films. And he was even more so he was like Bruce the shark, like just moving through Haddonfield, killing everything except the baby, apparently. <laughs> um, well, and, and to be honest, Mike, this is that, that's part of the issue I did have with this movie. And part of the reason I understand fans being upset about it is because it's like they changed their whole story uh, for this movie and and the motivation or the or the behavior rather of the characters. Uh, Laurie's not the same Laurie we've seen for the last two movies. Michael's not the same Michael that we've seen for the last two movies. Um, right. So from from that perspective, uh, I, I get why it's upsetting. Well, and actually, as again working it through here because uh, I for, for obvious reasons not wanted to talk to anybody about this online because you know yeah, well, yeah, just don't <laughs> <laughs> it's like for some reason it's like okay things you can't talk about politics religion and Halloween ends you can't <laughs> talk about those three things right it's anything dude. I, I, I argue about food online it's like I mean it's, oh good lord you know but, so. but as I'm thinking about it it is almost feels less like the third part in the trilogy than it does an epilogue. Mm, okay. And, you know, other than the fact that you had to have, like, the, like, if you had moved the, the fight with Laurie up front and then dealt with an aftermath once Michael is gone and then did the other story, spoiler warning, uh, but... Yeah, that wouldn't be good because some people would say he's, he's yeah, Michael's out of the picture, right? Too soon. Yeah. But I don't know. So I guess it would have to be well, a whole. Like, yeah, let's let's get the spoiler flag up so we can really talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So so we're gonna throw up the spoiler at this point uh, and talk about. Sorry, why do you gotta spoil everything, Eric? Everything. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about everything and anything. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. Now. Now. I think I think the the problem was is that uh, like you said, Mike, is that Michael was just as uh, was weak and and stuck in a in a sewer, and it's fine that they have someone get possessed by evil and and start doing killings, but why couldn't they 
have had both at the same time. Yeah, and and here let, let me just get this out of my system so I have it out of my system and then I can think about other things. <laughs> just, this is how I think they could have done it better personally. Because honestly, I didn't mind in and of itself the story about Corey, who's the new character that get in, introduced in the opening scene of the movie as a as a babysitter one year later who accidentally kills the child he's looking after. Oh, uh, like that never happened to you. <laughs> you know, <we'll> see. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> they couldn't prove it wasn't an accident. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. And um, they're trying to, they're, they were playing with some ideas in this movie that could have been really interesting. Uh, like the fact that the town hated Corey because he killed a child, even though it was an accident. Nobody seems to care. Um, so uh, part of this movie is wanting you to believe that the town is pushing him to be evil. And then there's this weird moment he has with Michael Myers in the sewer where Michael grabs him by the neck and starts strangling him. And then there's some flash of something. Um, it went by real quick. I didn't quite understand what I was seeing in that moment. Um, but when I, and I've heard other people like interpret this differently than I did at the time when I was watching the movie. Um, some people think that he was seeing the evil in Corey and that's why he let him go. Um, that's what I my, got out of that. My initial watch of the movie, I took it as he was transferring the evil to Corey. But if um, he did that, would he continue to kill himself then? Well, and that's why I, I, one of the one of the few reasons I think they could have done it better. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's here's how I think they could have done it really well to set themselves up for yet more movies, uh, which is have Corey um, get bullied and pushed around for half the movie like he did here. Uh, but instead of there's also this weird fucking portion of the movie where like he's hanging out with Michael Myers and like I I really wanted to start start singing my buddy my buddy wherever yeah. he kills I kill my buddy <laughs> it was so weird I was um, thinking more of a uh, Butch and Sundance raindrops are falling on my head thing but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird so get rid of that stupid section of the movie where they're like buddy killers um and instead set it up so uh at the end of the movie um Michael Myers is on the prowl again and Corey's the one who confronts him at the end and and uh has that moment with Michael, like maybe Lori uh, like stabs him and right as Michael is dying, you have that flash between Corey and Michael. And then that's when the evil transfers to Corey. And so at the end of the movie, he's still alive and you've set him up to carry on the torch of uh, the Haddonfield uh, serial killer. Uh, because honestly, that's, it's the, the, what I just put out there is kind of like the end of uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, um, which I think they also could have done better because <laughs> like the ending of Friday the 13th, the final chapter totally sets it up for Tommy to, to go bonkers and, and start killing people and continue the series that way. 
which is what they should have done in Friday Five, but they didn't because they're stupid. Uh, so that's how I think they could have done this better uh, and still explored some of the themes they wanted to have explored uh, with uh, the creation of evil and perhaps the transference of evil um, and got rid of some of the stuff in this movie that I thought was was really just bad um, and particularly offensive, even though I'm not I am not a diehard Halloween fan, uh, as some are. But even I really just was like, what? Uh, when there was a scene where Corey just like basically storms into Michael's little lair and beats the crap out of him and steals his mask. I'm like, what the fuck is that? This dude that we just saw Michael earlier in, in this movie, grab a woman with one hand, lift her off the ground and, and an homage to the original movie, stab her with enough force to pin her to the wall. But somehow this punk ass bitch is going to walk up to him and bitch slap him and take his mask. I don't think so. It was horrendous. So I think really just that section of the movie where Corey and Michael were paired up was, was what the real problem of this movie was. I think the franchise has always been confused when it comes to the character of Michael Myers. I, I scratch that. With the exception of the so-called Thorn trilogy, which is the uh, part four, five, six. Um, because on the one hand, Michael, is, he's, he's just a man. You know, he's just a man with a knife and a driver's license that he got while he was in the <laughs> asylum. Um, on the other hand, he's the ultimate evil, right? He's the shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he takes... He takes six bullets, but, you know, he's still but he won't go down um, at the end of the film. And, you know, he takes he he, he, he turns into in Friday, not Friday, Halloween four, because he went away after Halloween two, which was a quick rash grabs, cash grab sequel. They do Halloween three without him in it. Everybody hates it. They let the franchise go in the in between time. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th explode in popularity and so in 1988 they say hey remember we did it first and they basically turn michael myers into jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. um was michael human is he just a dude or is he something supernatural and they they are trying really hard to have have it both ways you know he's been hiding in the sewer apparently suffering from these wounds that he shrugged off at the end of the last film for four years, for four years, <laughs> uh, still apparently going to Taco Bell to have something to eat. Um, and then he's frail and weak and bitch, I'm pinning you to the wall. And w- which is it? And I liked the idea of him finding this, like withered, defeated, beaten, broken body. You know, that is kept going and kept going for all the abuse it suffered. But can't go anymore. Um, however, let's also remember that that's working under the assumption that all the movies in these 13 film franchises have happened when, in fact, we know they erased the vast majority of those out of existence. Mm-hmm. So it's really only the injuries from his last two films, um, which 
I got to be honest, I have not watched either one in over a year, so I, I, I don't have an extensive catalog of, of his wounds. I do remember him missing the fingers, and I was glad they showed the missing fingers, because I'm pretty sure they didn't have the missing fingers in the last film. <laughs> but that could be my bad memory. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, pick pick one. Is it, and that's same thing with, with Corey. Was he transferring to him? Was he awakening something in him? Uh, was he recognizing something in him? And, and I'm not sure which it was. Um, the, the And they tried having it both. He's going to turn evil, and they have the conversation where he said, well, that, I, I, you know, I, the, the dad, right, who has a guest appearance just to deliver the uh, monologue to us, literally the uh, exposition to us about his eyes were different when I saw him walking along the side of the road. That's uh-huh. what we didn't bother showing you earlier in the film. Well, and, um, and that's, that's why I thought it was transference was that speech. And, and that's, and that, that seems to be their way of saying it's transference, but he's, but even though he's transferred, he didn't because he's still him. Well, which is it? Pick one. It's like you took two good ideas and said, let's do both. And these were two ideas <laughs> that were potentially good, but it's like, do I want steak or ice cream? Yeah, they're Put conflicting, them right? No, no, they're, no, that doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work. <laughs> it's got to be. You got to pick one here, um, and, and so that's a little frustrating. But like so to me, that's that's been a, a, a hallmark of a, of a lot of the the films, except for the the four, the three that made him explicitly supernatural, which is four, five, and six. Um. I, I don't know where around it. You know, they, they, they try they try to to deal with it, but it's like to me, I've incorporated that part of the story, so it doesn't really bother me. Um, I know we're never going to get a solid answer on that, but again, I'll agree. I, if, if someone's frustrated by it, I get it. Totally get it. <laughs> I also i uh, I listen to the film cast. And they were talking about this movie this week, and I, I just want to give them credit for a really funny bit they ended up doing um, about there's a moment when Corey uh, brings someone to Michael um, and holds him back and says, teach me, teach me. <laughs> Show me. And they're like, well, you know, Michael Myers' methods really aren't really aren't all that complex. Does it really need to be done? Oh, you put the knife into the person. <laughs> but I kind of like that scene. You know, he's looking for a mentor. Oh, and then you take it out and then you put it back in again. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, but see, and now here gets to the supernatural bit, right? Because he does it. He kills him. And this is where, where you can argue. This is where what the teach me thing is. Not to, to try to take away the joke because I was thinking the same thing. Um, he unwraps his hand. And it's the idea that I think maybe or maybe not because, again, confusing because they don't want to be clear, the killing the people heals him. Mm-hmm. And the killing of the person heals both of them. So maybe it's show me how you take them, take them for yourself. That might be... Again, they could have made it clearer. Right, right. Because when we see him later, he doesn't have the bandage on, but he still has the fucking hole in his hand. So it's <laughs> not healed. <laughs> um, so 
again, this is that whole, well, we'll have Michael Myers get the crap beat out of him and his fingers chopped off and burned and whatever, and he'll walk around like none of it happened, but we'll make sure all the scars and marks are still there as if he as if he did receive them, which, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all been muddled. But I, but I, but to me, that's not a problem of this film. That is a problem of this franchise. Well, and I, I think it's a little bit folly, Mike, to pull in anything other than the original 1978 Halloween into this conversation about this movie. Because really, it's this is a separate yeah. trilogy that that gets paired with that movie. But, but uh, everything in between a- is is not canon to what they're doing here. Yeah, but they still, I think, still think he had, again, I could have, I can go back and rewatch the other two. I, I'm still of the impression that he got the crap beat out of him in, in Halloween and Halloween kills too. So to me, it's still, you know, there's st- even though they ignored some of the, some of the other stuff, they still kind of brought it forward with them. Um, yeah. They brought elements of it there, but Um, it's amazing how often like these things. This is this is the this is his third final fight with Jamie Lee Curtis because he had it in Halloween two, he had it in Halloween H two O, and now he's got it in Halloween Ends. Jamie Lee Curtis has had three different children under <laughs> this franchise. Um, so yeah, I do not did not say so this is one of the problems I have with the the, the script of the the first trilogy was that if she's this horribly abused, damaged, obsessive, psychopathic woman who also managed to settle down, find a nice guy, and raise a good, uh, a nice, lovely daughter. Apparently, before she went batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime after she attempted murder on her. <laughs> do you do you take this woman to have and to hold and to help her build a a murder trap in your basement? Well, and really, I think that's probably the biggest sin of this entire trilogy is that. Uh, the people making it didn't spend enough time asking, but what about that? <laughs> Cause there's a lot of, but what about that? When you watch these three movies, uh, I think the, the 2018 movies probably suffering that the least. Um, but when we were talking about Halloween kills, remember there's just wildly conflicting messages in that movie. Um, with the the thematic uh, content and then the same thing here. So it's like they, they say, Oh, but what, let's explore this. But then they, then in the Halloween kills and Halloween ends, it seems like they pick a thing to explore and then take it in two different directions. So it makes no damn sense. I think, yes. I, I think part of the problem to me, and, and this, this could very well be me having a long held belief and I'm looking for justifications for it. Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the worst person to reboot a franchise is a fan of that franchise. Mm. And, and and I know you've often said there's nothing, we don't see what's wrong with fan service. This feels like a whole fan service sort of thing, as much as the fans were not serviced by this last entry. Mm-hmm. But there's basically the whole writing of it feels like, guys, you said, and then wouldn't it be cool if... Well, and there's some great homages. There, there really are, and I and I appreciated them, yeah. like when I mentioned. Um, but at the same time, what good is an homage if it's 
screwing up the theme of your movie. <laughs> well, right. I mean, but it's like, I'll, I'll go back to the, the first one. It was like, wouldn't it be cool if somebody brought Michael Myers' mask back? It's like, yeah, but really the mask meant nothing to him, right? It was just the, the mask he grabbed. He wore a different mask. It was mask a mask. Was it wasn't it was that a, mask. It, it was, it was a, a clown mask when he killed his sister. Right. So, um, but it feels like guys are just, let, let's do these things, these cool things that'll be fun in the franchise, but they could have really thought the whole world out a little better and maybe having, you know, step back from it a little bit. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I did see people complaining. Why did they let these two new guys write this film? It's like they were hired. <laughs> it's like, it's not like they said, oh, my God, you wrote this horrible thing, but shit, we paid you, so we're going to have to film it. You know, it's like that's not how that works. <laughs> you know, this was their story idea. And I, and I don't think it's a fundamentally bad idea. You could argue the execution. You could certainly argue the balance, right? I think if you had more Michael in this, it wouldn't, and, and less of Corey, but still have that Corey story there as a potential passing of the baton mm-hmm. in a, in a Corey Feldman sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, then, Hey, maybe, maybe fans would have, would have accepted it more. Um, if, if, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't suddenly flip on a dime about her feeling towards Corey, which is, by the way, where my, <clears throat> if I were making an argument like you, with the scene with the eyes, <clears throat> excuse me, if I was going to make an argument for the possession transference thing, mm-hmm. that would be it. It's like that she's, she's fine with the guy until suddenly the spirit of Michael lives on within him and then she, uh-huh. she can feel that. But then the question is, well, I thought she didn't have a connection with the character. Right. I thought that was the whole thing was an illusion on her part. <laughs> right. And yet she can feel the force within him. <laughs> well, and if this if this comes out with a commentary, I, I'm going to be really hard pressed to not check it out. Because um, even though I don't care if I ever see this movie again, um, I'd be really interested to to hear what they were thinking. <laughs> Cause I think we've got some valid questions about how it all got laid out. <laughs> Barrett, Phil, you've been quiet. What's going on guys? Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, every, everything you guys are discussing are probably the same things uh Barrett, you and I are both thinking about anyway. So it It just it, occurred to me suddenly that we'd we'd been hogging the conversation. Didn't didn't want to block you out. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because there was nothing to interject because you guys were 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 right spot on everything I was listening to. You know? It was actually a Bill, really Bill, Bill, Yes. Bill was rewatching the last episode of She Hulk. <laughs> Uh, no, if I'm going to rewatch any more She-Hulk, I, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that episode. Um, but yeah, it, the the movies. I, I mean, I, I I like the idea of Corey and 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 is a, a tragic and horrible story. You know, he was going to go to college as an engineer or something, and then all that crap happened, and you know, and, and now he's. He's uh, didn't reach what I guess his dreams were. I, w- I won't say potential because, you know, any any type of thing that a person can do can 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 be fine. But that wasn't necessarily what what he wanted to do. He, he's got stigma. He has guilt. 
and and so and and then of course he has scumbags in the town um that as well as a a crappy mother so he is apt to be a possible person that could fall into i guess quote unquote uh evil or some sort of behavioral health uh just social personality thing or whatever um if he hadn't bumped into michael I don't think he would have, and he was has has issues, no doubt. But to um, turn that evil that quickly, obviously, it was something to do with Michael, and and whether it was the passing on or whatever, and and that, that's fine. But I think the the issue was is that like like Eric mentioned, which is one moment. Michael is a Superman, just like he was in the last two films. And then the uh, next moment, this Corey guy could easily take him down. And I think they, they kind of screwed that up where the idea is an excellent idea that some poor slob becomes kind of possessed, like Regan and the exorcist, you know, or, or, or a person gets bitten by a vampire and they're screwed. But, I think it would have been better off if, if they had it hand in hand, you know, apprentice versus non-apprentice. And then have, and when Laurie kept on talking to Corey, it, it made it look like she was going to be the angel while Michael would be the devil on this kid's shoulder. And that was where the battle was going to happen. And I think they just dropped the ball completely when that was a great idea, I felt. And then the last 30 minutes, I was like, Oh my God, they, they, it went down the hill. And, and I thought they were going to go with something more important because there's this meme that's going on around right now. That's a joke that Jason Lloyd's posted, which is all these people are upset that they made a artistic slasher film, which, you know, art house slasher film, which I, I would not call this an art house slasher film at all. No. Um, not remotely. Uh, well, not well, remotely, yeah. No, not even remotely. So while all the the people that are complaining wanted wanted gore, boobs, and Michael. So so what what do they want? You know, and, and it's like, well, you, you know, I mean <laughs> gore, boobs and Michael may have been better if they weren't gonna follow through with that interesting concept of uh the good angel and the 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 demon on this kid's shoulder. And that's where the battle was going to happen between Laurie and Michael. And, and that's where I thought they were going. And they didn't go that way. And it's like, man, that was a missed opportunity. And then the whole ending was just a trash heap of shit. You know, I didn't was, think of that, that way, Phil. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I think you're right. I think that was a huge missed opportunity that could have been really well, well done. And yeah, part of my, for the soul for the kid. Right. And part of my problem with this movie was. <laughs> I felt like Laurie turned on him too fast. It just, I know we have a time limit in the movie, but it was like on a dime. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, she's especially, against him. Well, especially since she knew that it was Michael and evil that, that was possessing him and not the kid as a human being. You know, he wasn't a bad kid. It was, it was the evil. I, so I don't know if she knew it was I don't Michael. think she knew it. Didn't she say, she I saw, saw Michael's... Didn't she she just knew that? something was off. I swore she said I saw Michael's eyes, eyes. And she said that in the movie. 
And that's yeah, the but she I, did. I, she, I but, didn't but, remember that. She she, she said yeah, she something to that, that effect, but but like what was but was she being literal or metaphorical? Right? Was she saying that you know she saw that same kind of evil, or I or was she saying I, I literally saw him? You know, his eyes coming out, and and that's a question. Um, and by the way, before we forget, they did put a subtle clue about Michael possessing people in the film. I don't know if you picked up on it. Which was when uh, Corey goes down under the bridge and he stumbles on the homeless man. Mm-hmm. The homeless man tries to kill him and and quite very subtly in a nuanced way shouts, "I am Michael Myers." Yes. Mm. So I, I thought that was it. part of it too. So he, so that guy could have been another acolyte, but this the kid killed him, and that was the sacri- first sacrifice the kid had to make. That's, oh, there you go. But I mean, and that very much so is keeping in Michael's character, who we've seen for 30 years running around going, I am Michael Myers right before he kills somebody. <laughs> right. You know yeah. that Michael, he's so talkative. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not, not to go off, off, uh, um, to another subject, but it's related to the homeless guy. When, when, the, when the police officer is chasing Corey and he finds the dead body of the homeless person, you, you think as a policeman, he would have stopped up. And call back up and and forget about the kid because he could just get the kid and beat him up a day you know tomorrow yeah when in you the have a cell court. yeah right yeah in the cell and, and yet, yet he has a crime scene here and he's ignoring it and it's not like even important because okay it's maybe it's a homeless person or not but if any of us walked into a, a dead homeless person I think we would be calling the cops immediately and not just go go do 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 and we know how this town is. He'd have gotten him in a cell and he'd have beat the crap out of him. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I got to be honest. I can't see an old homeless man in a movie wandering through the woods without thinking he's going to find a little meteor that contains a sense of <laughs> <bars> inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was the tropey homeless guy out in the woods. Yeah. I, I just I just was hoping for a brief second it was going to be Michael Myers versus the blob. <laughs> so it may have been a more interesting film actually Michael. yeah oh it would have been brilliant <laughs> it, it, that would be a great crossover I, I, have, yeah. I have to sit down and write that that's fan fiction right there for you mike um yeah, between michael and the blob would be fascinating that would be so oh. yeah I, I i think um uh yeah i mean yeah but, it, it felt out of character that when he killed the homeless man, but I don't well, know. And that's, I think that's the biggest problem with this movie is, is yeah, it, it's character driven, but the characters are wildly inconsistent in their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. The only one who I felt was not was Allison. Mm-hmm. She felt true to her character from the last two movies. I actually thought she was the best part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, except yeah. even then, I would argue. And she also said, "Let's burn it all down." So I was like, "Yes." Yeah, I knew Phil was going to go to Woody over that one. <laughs> I mean, but she was she was absolutely consistent that she wanted to love and stay with and support her grandmother until she got a boyfriend, and then she's like, "Fuck this place." Um. <laughs> well, I think she was already at that point. She just needed the spark to take her. Yeah, somewhere you, else. you see that with her her job, right? Where she she gets the. Uh, the, the co-worker, uh, you know, who, you know, basically blowjobs her way to the top. Yeah. Um, so she was already, yeah, she was feeling frustrated. 
And then grandma tries to kill her new boyfriend that grandma set her up with. And see, this is the thing. And even if I could argue and I could justify her Lori turning on a dime, I think the writers should realize that they were going to lose a lot of the audience when you take a, a not a, a U-turn like that, right? That the audience is hanging on for the ride, and then when you sharply turn, they're going to, half of them are going to get thrown to the curb. Um, <laughs> so that means either they should not have had that U-turn in the first place, so don't have Lori be the one that sets him up with, uh, with uh, the granddaughter, or give us some painful exposition in the middle of the film to explain why she suddenly has turned around like that and something preferably a little better than I saw Michael's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Something that, that, that could really make it a con- compelling case to the audience. Well, and they well, tried to make it like he was sleeping in the house and that was creepy, but it was the only place he had to go and it was an empty house. So that right. didn't really bother me that much. Yeah, that kid died there, but he didn't feel responsible. I well, mean, he, he was, does. He was, but... he was sleeping where the kid died. Oh. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was a weird choice. Sleeping <laughs> 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 on top of the bloodstain. But yeah. in, in fairness, I've never felt guilty about killing a child before. Especially so... not that child. <laughs> so that child was know. a monster. Yeah, so I don't know. How, like, would I would it, would I want to sleep in their grave? You know the spot where they died, and they're and they're stained up pool of blood. Maybe. I don't know. Is that maybe that is maybe that's how you do things after you accidentally kill the child? Which again, I have never felt guilty about accidentally killing a child before. So, um, <laughs> well, you, you know, they they could have had Laurie when she mentioned I saw Michael's eyes. Maybe she they could have had one of those Loomis you know exposition moments where she says, "You don't understand, Michael's evil." spreads or, or something like that well you know? and, and here's the thing with the with the cory ending that i proposed it also would have uh blended right in with uh the cheesy ending of her book that they read at the end where she says evil doesn't die it just changes shape um which is significant because michael myers is also known as the shape right uh, that's the actual credit in the first 1978 halloween is the shape um and it would also uh, indicate that, that that Corey's now the evil, but they fucked that up. Yeah, they killed him. Be- right, because <laughs> they killed him. Um, yeah, and they somebody, killed Michael Myers. I saw somebody try to pitch how how do you continue with the franchise. Um, uh, Mark L. Miller, who I, I like a lot of his horror reviews online, and he did, was not a fan of this film. And, and he hits all the, the right problems with it. Uh, but I don't think his solution was any better. I mean, how are they going to continue the franchise? They could do it by just ignoring everything they've done the way they have <laughs> three other times before. Let's start and, over again. Uh-huh. The flowchart gets more complex. And they can start, they can start, start with the surprising announcement of bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> so she can have her final showdown with Michael Myers. It's like after 40 years. But um, what he said, like, it just turns out that it wasn't actually Michael that it was the that was killed. That it was the possessed. Uh, that was the possessed Corey. Um, but the problem is that we see them walk past Corey's body in the house. Yeah, right. and you also see Michael without his mask on. 
And she takes Michael's mask. Right. So there, there's all sort. Now, I, I appreciate the thought, but you have to do a little editing to the film in order for that to happen. Yeah. In order for that to make any sense. Well, and not um, only does Corey slice his own throat, which is jugular. <laughs> yeah, which is dumb. Also, no, he, did it, he did it symbolically. Yeah, whatever. You don't stick a knife in that part of your throat without dying. But then, <laughs> then Michael kills him for good. So, I mean, there ain't no coming back. Well, that was it. He wanted to, uh, he needed, he needed uh, Corey to carry on his legacy by murdering him. <laughs> So I yeah it's it's yeah it's this this whole thing where it feels you know what that that whole real as I'm thinking about it feels like to me the the Corey becoming the new Michael mm. it feels to me like that and I don't think this is the case but if I, but I, I see this before where it's like they did a test screening everybody hated it so they do a last minute rewrite to change the ending of the story even though it, it doesn't even worse even if even even though it doesn't actually make any sense. Because the and they said, oh, you know what, Michael, the, the audience doesn't want Laurie killing Corey and 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 fighting a possessed Michael Myers. Uh, so they want him fighting the real Michael Myers. So how about instead of that, instead of Laurie killing him, he kills himself, and then Michael comes in, and then we have a big ass fight, and and the audience will oh, and the audience will be oh yes, that was my favorite part of the film that made no sense in the context of everything that kind of came before but again <laughs> you know that i, I said I, I don't believe for a second that that's what happened but it feels like that's the sort of like half-assed rewrite because it's there's such a big disconnect when michael kills him compared to what happened before mm-hmm. and and also why was it he didn't just before he stabbed him he, why didn't he why didn't he shout out i am michael myers that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> His, his, his well-known catchphrase. I was just trying to figure out how his plan was going to work because he wanted to frame her for his killing, but I guess that was his plan, so then she would look like she killed him. So he didn't care about living at that point. Yes, because as we all know, Michael Myers cared deeply about framing Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> for murder. I, <laughs> well, also, his line at that point was so dumb. If I can't have her, nobody will. And then he kills himself. Right. That's dude. You you're confused. That's not how that works. Well, in, <laughs> all right. In the film's defense, if you've been watching the movie, the kid was fucking confused. <laughs> no question, the kid was confused. Um, as was much of the audience. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you would be too uh, if suddenly some hot chick wanted you in all the town and hated you because you killed the kid. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is going on here? I also what? thought that um, the whole thing going on with some kind of romance between Frank and Lori. I was like, get that, the oh, that felt out of so here. Why are you waiting awkward. this? That was so awkward. It really was. And then that's some of the awful dialogue I was talking about. Yes. All the relationships. The Lotus Blossoms. Awkward. What the fuck are you up on? Yeah, 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 and it was weird too. Why they 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 have why even have Will Patton in these two films if if that their relationship was going to be this lame and not on screen enough, you know? <laughs> right. 
I mean, they could have made that a huge plot point in the film and show her healing and all this other stuff and whatever. And and instead, it's, they like just show it like they meet at the grocery store or they meet it on the, the stoop. Or it's like <laughs> stoop. These, these these two characters who have known each other for three decades, right? And, it's, and that somehow after spending live in the same in the town hospital, too, live yeah. in the same town, and after spending a night in the hospital together, so they, uh, yeah. they decided. Um, Four years from now, let's hook up. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think. I didn't get it because it, I, I mean, I get it because it was an, it's a good plot point. It's an excellent plot point because you know, the, the, the sexual energy between the two and whatever, and you knew they liked each other, but exactly what Mike said, it's like, you know, four years later after spending the night together in the hospital meeting, knowing each other further and, and it's just like throwaway scenes. And as you even said, Eric, it's just terrible dialogue. Oh God. that and there's a scene in the kitchen that was just so fucking weird uh when Lori says to her granddaughter sometimes you just want to scream at life and show your tits it's like wait what what's going on i don't understand (laughs) that 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 felt very very real and authentic to me (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't show him once she went legit, right? So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, honestly, that to me felt like way more of a Jamie Lee Curtis line than a Laurie Strode line. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell I'll tell you one thing. She was wearing like sweaters and stuff a couple spots, and and yeah, she still she still has uh, healthy lungs. So <laughs> I'll tell you that. But I. I I, I agree, Mike. It was out of character for Laurie Strode. It was more of a, a Jamie Lee Curtis uh, line. And so, yeah, it was kind of strange. I actually saw um, Jamie Lee Curtis on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And uh, I think she was trying to say something about one of the previous Halloween movies, um, one of the sequels. And... Or... or um, Anyway, uh, Jimmy Kimmel said something about, well, that happened a long time ago, so so people don't talk about it. <laughs> she said, you know what, Jimmy? I I was topless on screen a long time ago, and people still talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean they, I saw a picture of her just recently online because, they're, you know, as they're promoting a film and they're showing her from 19, you know, 83 or something and mm-hmm. she's in a bikini and it's like holy smokes uh, you know so people are still talking about it believe me yeah uh, yeah makes sense but um it, i thought it was weird for her character to say that it just seemed weird yeah yeah and and i get that she's a new character she's in a new place uh and that's what they're and they're trying maybe they're trying to maybe that. they're trying to make make her be uh, not just a grandmother, but a, a friend to her granddaughter. But they're trying to turn her into a gilf. I think is what you know. Doing. What they should have done was have the granddaughter say, say something like, uh, "Grandma, stop trying to pretend you're 15 or something." You know, just or, to, you or know. or just go like give it like a ew kind of thing. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> but I think part of the yeah, as like I said, it just it just doesn't feel like a Laurie line number one. Yeah. Um, number two, it just it feels like weird. Out, just weird. Just, just weird. Just weird. Yeah. <laughs> and number three, 
show us. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair point, Mike. Fair point. I, I'm sorry. I, there, I think we know there, there there's a law. There has to be a three. I was stuck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, um, I thought Andy Matichak was actually pretty good in this movie. Yeah, she's right. Um, but her character is really, I think, uh, underdeveloped. And yeah. she did a good job of delivering all of her lines, but I still don't really have a feeling as to who that person is, right? Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of felt she was like uh, somewhat popular but sad. And that's why she was attracted to Corey because he's kind of sad. And he wasn't a bad looking guy anyway. And so that's why she, you know, it, it could have worked. But. But then she, when he starts becoming angry and evil or whatever, she says, yeah, let's burn it all down. And so there was a little too many changes. And I think unless unless she was getting possessed by the evil, too, but then they should have or, or just showed that it was teenage that. rage yeah. or, or not teenage rage, but but, but college, uh, you know, 20 something rage. But I don't know. It was just a little odd. And then at the end of the movie, they just sort driving off. It's like, well, where is she going? What is she going to do? We have no idea who this person is or what motivates them or what drives them or what their dreams are or what they might want to go to next. (laughs) And that's where I I do wonder if she had a lot that hit the cutting room floor. Right. Well, I got to say one thing. She's now going to get the job as the head nurse because the other one got killed. So why would she? Why would she? Well, drive the doctor's away? dead too, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they'll get a new doctor. Well, no, but wasn't she working in the hospital? Yeah, she was working at the hospital. So, so the doctor, like, if that, yes. unless that was a much smaller town than I was aware of, they don't close the whole hospital down because the doctor died. Well, okay. It was pretty fine. big in the movie before this, because wasn't that yeah. the hospital yeah. that they? Yeah, were in? yeah, that was a huge hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is, you know. Yeah, I don't this, know. this is it. This is in nineteen seventy-eight. Head and Field didn't look that big, but whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how? But it's been how many? It's forty years later, right? So how many right. towns? And it is what Illinois, right? It is Illinois, I think, right? So, so no, it's Illinois. Yeah, whatever. But either way, you gotta emphasize that annoy part. Yeah. Of the name. So, so they, 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 you know, those towns can grow. I mean, the town I grew up in was 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 what ten eight to 10,000. And by the time I left, it was like 40 something thousand. So, and that was less than 20 years. So, you know, the, the Haddonfield could have been one of those type of towns. Oh, um, fine. I went one nitpick too far. Yeah, that's right. So good. It's so good. It's so good. But the, it's the, still a stupid I'm, fucking movie. <laughs> so that's, that's, fair. that's fair. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like she, all. It, it put this way. I could see her. She, she, she seemed like she had her head screwed on correctly. She had a job. She was looking for the guy. She was she was making money. She had a home and all this other stuff. And then just to, you know, suddenly be, I don't know. It was just like you said. It's like, where is she going? It doesn't make any sense. It's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like if there had been some conversation earlier in the film about Oh, I really wish I could go to this school, or I, I really wish I could go some to this place. You well, know. that's another problem too. They made her 
act like she was still in college or high school when when she's a late twenties woman that has a, a white collar professional job. So I, it was just strange. She she acted way too young for her age. I felt too. Well, That's but, fair. But is she? She was in high school in the last film, right. Four years earlier, right? So yeah, she's but, but pretty young at this point. Uh, so what, what, like all right, then she's like, all right, then she's twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, okay, fair. No, enough. like twenty one. She was probably seventeen, maybe eighteen. And and like in the most last entitled movie. people, well, either way, college, just, she expects she deserves a promotion after being out on the job for a couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah that, that, yeah so that timing is weird too. You're right. So, but either way, she's 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 got a, a four year college degree in a, in a a good field. You know, not basket weaving. So she. What's wrong with basket weaving? Well, you can't get a job in it. <laughs> you can get a well, job you weaving. It's very limited. Yeah, it's very limited. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, and, well, yeah. yeah, you mostly have to take a job as an old Mexican woman in a small village. <laughs> <laughs> and go to small outdoor venues where you sell your stuff. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to go on that tangent. My point was is that she is a, a nurse. And so, so all right, maybe, maybe yes, maybe she she didn't act as young. I still say it's she was the best the acting job. Thing they us is her picking up and leaving without any clue as to what she might be doing. That's yeah, all, right. That's I still think she say. did the best acting job in the whole movie. I, I thought she was the best. So I agree. Yeah. Kudos to her. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, Corey was pretty good too. That actor was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, he actually too. did do a pretty good job. He just was part of a shitty plot line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any individual element of this movie was executed poorly. I just think when you put it all together, it's a horrible mess. Yeah. I, I love their 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 uh, their dating and love story piece. That that kind of yeah, kinda, I thought it was that, cute. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. It reminded me of my past and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and excitement and all that. And that worked. And so that for me. worked. Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people didn't like it because they're saying, "Where the hell's fucking Michael Myers?" Right, and, you know, but but I don't think that was the problem. No, that was not the problem. No, the, yeah, there was no. other problems where they had good chemistry and everything. So yeah, yeah, so that was not the problem. It was it was other things that were problems. Yeah, I loved the welder scene. That was great, but there wasn't enough of it. It was kind of in the side view. Hmm. <laughs> Well, the welder scene. What's that? I don't. He's putting that. the flames into the guy's mouth. Oh, yeah. Corey is. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> no, that, that was, was actually, but it was actually, blurry and partially off. Short. Yeah, it wasn't a you, guy. It was a girl. It was the girl that was. No, that was the, the guy. No, no, no. That, that was the oh, guy. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. that deserved it the most because he was the bully. But yes. yeah. yeah, you yeah, can yeah. kind of see the flames glowing yeah. through his skin. It was pretty cool. Well, that's pretty cool. And that was I, the thing, that we were happy that these people were all dying. It's yeah, like, like what, it, what, what, we're supposed asshole. to be scared or, 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 or horrified? It's like, no, no, these people don't. They tried to kill him. Yeah, they did. Those people. Yeah, they all deserve to die. I have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah. And then they weren't even going to tell anybody. He could have been alive down yeah. there, which yeah, he so, was. Yeah, so and that group of kids and, and the cop, those people, those all died and it, and it was like yeah that's a good thing they're all murdered bastards you know so i had no problem with that it's all good i didn't even have a problem with the doctor and the nurse getting killed because they were horrible people too they were and the dj they, was an asshole she got the promotion because he was fucking her <laughs> yes absolutely 
Well, you do what you got to do. I mean, I can understand what he was doing, but you know, <laughs> it still doesn't make it right. Right, but 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 it was he wasn't married, was he? Yes, that's so, what they were intimating that he's married. Right. I didn't get. I, I don't remember I, that, but I didn't get. get yeah, I was confused because the wife was never met, seen anywhere, so I just assumed. They so maybe were, not. Yeah, maybe they I mean, were just having. So is it a big deal that they were banging, and he's going to obviously give it to her? So yeah, most, it makes them both kind of despicable. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure the HR department would have a bit of a fucking problem with that. Well, yeah. well, see, that's that's the thing is, is that um, it depends on where you work, right? So I'm working. Not really. Not anymore, Phil. No, no, Not anymore. Office, in the office, all you had to do was was uh, go to the HR department in the in the TV show, The Office. Well, um, if it happened in the sitcom, it must be true. Um. <laughs> so yeah, maybe nowadays it's it's probably not a wise thing. But you know, when I was a kid, I remember when I, I first got out of college. When you were a kid working in the office. <laughs> no, it was like 22 out of college. My my mom kept on saying, "Is there any nice girls at work?" And I was like, you know, so it never occurred to me until. You know, twenty years later, that you weren't supposed to do that. Or, or yeah, there's that, that one CEO recently that 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 lost their job, even though it was a consensual right. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still lost that was, their uh, job. CNN, right? Yeah, the CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, exactly. in fairness, Phil, you work at home, and um, the the only other women at your office are your daughters. So please don't. Yeah, no, but <laughs> but 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 uh, back, you know, when I got out of college, you know, single and looking, you know. My, you, that was one of the options that you did. You looked, but Bill, anytime I think of you now, I think on the prowl. <laughs> when I was single, you damn right. I was always, I absolutely <laughs> always on the prowl when I was single. Um, but the, yeah, you know, the, that indicates you're a predator. No, no, no. I, I was <laughs> no. Uh, dating. If you're always on the prowl. <laughs> eh, it, well, you're, you're, you're wrong with the semantic prowl when barrett mentioned that the prowl meant and just looking looking for uh that is a, not a, what i meant phil. You, phil. that's not what i meant phil just saying well i what i i well i won't even phrase then uh when, when I'm single, <laughs> phil, I'm, move I'm, on I'm, it look, was a joke <laughs> well barrett's trying to keep on going with it so no i, I wasn't I, I was trying to say i did not mean that offensively phil Oh, 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 I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just I'm, very I'm, good I'm at teaching words over my and today. making them mean what I want to mean. Thanks, Eric. Get me in trouble. Uh, anyway, um, so I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. But it's, 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 <laughs> it's a bad movie. But yeah, no, it, it, it was an okay movie. We've gone so far off topic means we're probably about done. We're talking about the nurse and the doctor. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. But if either, either way, they didn't deserve to die. No. But you know, they. It's, but oh, but I wasn't upset the, to see them die either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I was kind of bummed when she died. She was pretty good looking. Oh, yeah, but so, you get it. So you only ugly every, people deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. You yeah. got oh, everything shit. you needed from her when she's. I, just I don't talk, know how you talk, survived this talking. long, you get everything from her that you need yeah, to know. True. She's just talking, talking, talking. And uh, Allison's like, do you ever shut up? <laughs> that whole scene was pretty funny. Yeah. She was horrible. She deserved to die. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't cheer them deaths like I cheered the the, the punk kids and the, and the cop. <laughs> well, and her, her death was one of those usual you know michael myers lifts somebody up and stabs yeah. them through the chest and they hang on the wall uh-huh mm-hmm. right right and, and she was a typical interior slasher. decorating by michael myers 
Yeah, and she was a typical slasher victim, while yeah. all the rest of them weren't. They were just people you hated and wanted to die, while right. she was a typical slasher victim. So she worked in but that Bill, role. you didn't even get boobs. You don't. Right. <laughs> you don't yeah, get that, any yeah. boobs in this movie. No boobs. That is true. Yeah, it's a travesty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. Movies are strange nowadays, because that stuff, you don't see much in movies, but you get a load of it on TV. You know, on this cable. Stuff. Well, sometimes, sometimes they have to explain things to you on Game of Thrones, Phil. What else are they supposed to do? <laughs> that, that's right. What, what do they call that? Uh, Sex position. Well, and let's be clear. That's cable television. A little different than broadcast television. Yeah. 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 yeah cable. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I think. Uh, oh, just one more kill to mention was the DJ. That was a that was a pretty good kill. Yeah, I was fine with him dying too. That was cool. He cut his tongue off. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You talk yeah, too I, much. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I forget why. I was like, he shouldn't have died. But as I forgot, Dembarra said, "Yeah, you remember he was the guy that came out and started ripping into Corey and, and Allison." I go, "Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he deserved to die." But his secretary, she was just uh, she was just there. Yeah, she was she was a truly in- innocent victim. Yeah, yeah she you was just in the way. Yeah, yeah see, they should have just had her run out screaming or something. If you're if you're anyone out there is unemployed, if you see a uh, a help wanted ad to be a DJ in a horror movie, yeah, don't do it. Good, don't do it. It's probably not going to turn out well. There is a chance though that you will be the sole survivor talking out to the lonely landscape in a post apocalypse. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, that is mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's funny? Apocalypse. That's true. He wouldn't have actually um, been a victim, probably, if he didn't rip into Corey and Allison that that night. No, oh, he would have been left that's alone. Part of it is that people yeah. are fucking assholes. And one of the things, like um, we didn't mention, so the woman in the uh, with the slit throat, mm. right, who was from the last film. Um, Who's that? She, when Lori's coming out of the, the grocery store. Yeah, the the black lady. Oh, the black yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, so she had a, a slit throat, and they blame Laurie for, for getting her throat slit by Michael Myers, because you had to lure him here. But Laurie didn't lure him there. He yeah, went that, on that, his own. So right. That was, she was, that also was a stupid being, scene. Yeah, so yeah it was. She was also being blamed, though, like Laurie was, right? This is a town where they're just right. right. So blame why, at each other. So why would she move back to that town? That's just stupid. <laughs> she never left right. it. Hey, the white picket fence, man, it draws everybody. Yeah, but but you, there's a white picket fence in every friggin' town throughout the country. There's 50 states to do it. But in. it was such a cute little house. Not that cute. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you know, there's a thing to saying that, you know, she, again, they're trying to make a statement about Lori and that she's kind of overcome her fears that she's not going to leave her home. Which now, let's be honest. Yeah, but 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 it's not the Michael. 60, 70 years. No, and that's fear about her and her fear about Michael and her past. But just to leave those lousy people, where, you know, she could have moved to fucking two states away in Indiana or, or Nebraska, and and no one would even care that she's Laurie Stroud. And well, they would, you know. And let me ask another question. So in the last two, his house was very important, but it is not important at all in this movie. Well, yeah, they, they, they demolished it. out the window they and all that, and no, that's nothing part of this at all. 
Well, they demolish yeah, it. They demolish it, yeah. But I don't know. If that feels kind of, I don't know, low-key, too, for, for well, how important I, it was. Well, what did you expect him to do? Have a Michael Myers museum? No, go, no, him to go kill people that tore down the house. How was he going to know who they were? Find out, or he'd know magically like he did before. He just unerringly, like a shark, went to who he needed to kill. <laughs> All right. Are we done? I can be done. Yeah. I mean, I could go on, too. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. There's there's plenty more. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess uh, critique. It, it's but, got, it's yeah. got more to say. Go ahead. I just felt yeah, like I, I, I don't. I, I mean, if someone else has a topic, I, I could muster any, but I, I can't think of anything at the moment. No, I don't. I've already said what I need to say about the film. It's Mike? not horrible, but whatever. Mike, what about yourself? Do you have any other? Items? Uh, I can't really think of anything. I mean, like I said, it's the 13th film in the franchise. The fact that we could talk this long about it, you know, it kind of amazes me. Um, I, I think people have, tried, have read... Pro- I, I'm curious. I know I've heard people trying to make these arguments about, oh, it's really all about the pandemic, and it's all... I don't know that that's what it's about, I, I, but I'm, I'm curious to hear some of those arguments now that we've discussed it. But... Um, they're saying reading, this movie is about the pandemic. Yeah, I've seen weird, all sorts of weird what? theories. Um, so that does the internet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I th- now, if you want to talk about, are there parallels with the weird, paranoid bullshit that we've gotten out of people as a result of the pandemic? Yeah, that maybe. That maybe, but that just has to do with where the state of the world is at the moment, or at least our country is at the moment. Then I think it is a direct result of of the whole pandemic thing. But uh, and, and and people turning on each other and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I just it's a movie and I, you know, I mean, all I have left are my closing thoughts. So I'll stop it there. All right. Sounds good. All right. So um, that's pretty much it for Halloween ends. Uh, but that doesn't mean the podcast ends yet, because we have a couple other things first, which is, I guess, uh, what we've been watching. If people want to bring up anything that we've been watching, played video games, read books, or anything that genre-related that may interest folk, uh, Eric, why don't you start? Um, I mean, I'm watching about a bunch of stuff, but most of it has not been genre-related. Uh, I did watch a movie. It's a thriller, so people maybe might be interested in it. Uh, it stars Aubrey Plaza. Um, called Emily the Criminal, and it's really oh. good, so I'd recommend that. I, I wanted to catch that in theaters. I tried so hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's out on VOD now. Yeah, it's off the I know. Uh, anything else, Eric? Uh, that's that's really all of interest that would yeah for our listeners. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, all right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett, what about yourself? Uh, so I'm watching House of the Dragon, which I think is the best show of 2022. Um, also watching uh, She-Hulk, uh, Avenger of the Law, or that's the name of Roscoe's, whatever. <laughs> I'm mixing the two, but uh, yeah, She-Hulk. And then I we watched this show called uh, Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. 
Um, I think it came out earlier this year, but we just watched it, and I really liked that. I thought that was pretty well done. Oh, that's the one you recommended to me, right? And you said there's a lot of poops. Yeah, yeah nice. I think you would like it. Nice. Would like it. I purposely said that because I knew someone would get a kick out of it. <laughs> um, and then that's pretty much it. All right, sounds good. Uh, what about your mic? Um, I don't think I've been watching anything new. I think I did forget to mention last week we have um, uh, there's a, a big haunt attraction in Scranton, which is about an hour from me, called Reaper's Revenge that I went to, um, and I was really impressed. Um, didn't scare me; they never do. Uh, but uh, it took probably about two hours to go through. Very long, two haunted hayride sections of it, and then three other haunts like between those two sections. So if you happen to live in the Northeast, I don't know when this is going to be coming out, but you might have a couple of days left to go do that. If not, it will be back next year. Highly, highly recommend it. All right, sounds good. Anything else, Mike? Uh, not that I can think of. I'm really drawing a blank. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I've been watching, uh, I finished watching She-Hulk. That was pretty damn good. Uh, some some issues with some of the episodes, but generally, uh, uh, the, the good episodes are really good. Um, I've been watching, uh, uh, House of the Dragon as, uh, Barrett has, um, and I would concur. It's probably the best, uh, TV show I've, I've been watching this year. Um, I've, uh... I uh, went to a convention with the kids, actually a couple of conventions, uh, North, uh, what the hell was, uh, Super Mega Fest, uh, Comic-Con, and Westford, Massachusetts, and then um, uh, Monster, uh, Monster Expo uh, in Taunton, Massachusetts, and uh, both of those were really good, um, so I got the, a lot of pictures with the I didn't do. We didn't do any any of the, the autograph famous people. Uh, though the one of the one of the women that was famous, she she called us over to give candy to the kids. Um, I forget her name. She was in uh, a bunch of stuff, and Anthony Thurber knew exactly who it was when I mentioned who it was. Um, and then uh, got some uh, art prints and stuff. And then it's interesting, Mike, too. You know how we say when we go to these conventions, there's all these jewelry people and stuff. And it's like, you know, you just walk by them because you, you know, who cares? You know, you go to the, the book one or the, or the poster one or the movie one or whatever. But with the little girls, especially now my oldest has ears pierced. We have, we stop at pretty much every friggin' uh, table and vendor now. And it's actually fun. Um, so, Oh no, there's, there's, it's, we all look for different things. Yeah. It's just that they're, they're kind of, the generic vendor you have at every place. I got a new bracelet at, um, uh, the, at the creature feature weekend, you know, yeah. and had a nice conversation with the woman there. You can have great conversations with a lot of the folks there as an artist. I had a nice conversation with, um, you know, after a while though, they get that look on their face. of so is this person ever going to leave me alone? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, right. I, I always recommend that's one of the nice things about going to these conventions is just meeting new people that share a common passion. Yeah, and 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 it was cool too, because like like I mean I would have just skipped over some of these vendors, but uh, you know my my daughter liked a pair of earrings, so we bought her these gummy bear earrings and 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 then these Ouija board earrings and pentagram earrings and whatever, and and then I said oh, you know what that Ouija 
necklace is pretty awesome. I'm buying that for myself. So at, had I not been with my daughters, I would have just walked by and not, never got that. So, uh, so that and was kind of cool. And then, and then when you get home, your wife can rub the planchette all over your body. Oh, for <laughs> um, but, but it's funny too, is that, that you get to know the same people over and over. So, so these, this, this guy that draws these anime posters, uh, you know, I've seen him at pretty much every convention. And then there's this really good-looking uh, cosplayer that uh, is at every convention, and she remembers us every time. And so, so we talked to her for a good 10, 15 minutes and get some pictures with the kids with her. She's like, hey, look, it's the bird guy. Well, she's showing them, put it that way, and they're huge. So, 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 yeah, yeah, it's 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 not hard to miss. Um, and uh. What else? Um, so yeah, so it, it, it was pretty fun. And uh, uh, the Monster Expo, we went as uh, press. So me and Anthony uh, went as press, uh, and the kiddos were free. So uh, that was that was pretty good. And, and uh, uh, Anthony's already uh, released his, his audio review of that, uh, to, to help promote the, um, that convention, for, especially since they gave us the passes. And uh, me and Anthony are heading to the Rhode Island Comic Con um, the first weekend of November uh, as press as well. Uh, Man, I need to move up there. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in the Northeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the Rhode Island Comic Con one is freaking huge. It's 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 the best convention I ever gone to. And I'll be at uh, the the Creature Feature Drive-in this Saturday promoting the Dark Discussions podcast. Yep, and I was going to go to that too this year too. I went last year, but uh, it's the same weekend that I'm seeing Adam Sandler uh, live in in Manchester, New Hampshire, his hometown. Uh, he's doing a one shot uh, a, a one shot um, concert, I guess is what you call that it. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's in in a huge stadium, you know, like when it has like three to five thousand people or something. So. Um, so it's pretty awesome. But that, that's that's where he gets to the audience. He says, "Guys, okay, since you're my hometown, I want to let you know a secret. I got Netflix to give me like three billion dollars for making a whole bunch of shitty movies. It's awesome." <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he's made well, he's made a couple of decent ones recently. It's like I like called that. David Spade and said, "Hey, you want to go to Hawaii? Sure, we'll get Netflix to pay for it. We'll pretend it's a movie." <laughs> there you go. Uh, so so uh yeah so that'll be fun mike we'll we'll be happy to hear what you have to say next week um we'll also have a, a special guest coming up on an upcoming episode uh actor dan lynch so that's kind of exciting as well Woo-hoo! yeah um, dan, dan has been a long time member of the podcast we, we because of the the episode the circle uh the movie the circle which we all really liked yeah, um, that was a great film. and he's he was a paralegal and he's retired and he's been getting acting gigs and we're really yep. happy for him. Well, let me phrase that. I'm really happy for him. I'm, I don't want to project into you guys, but I assume you are. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and he hasn't yet figured out that he's, he's, he's become too good for us. So we're going to exploit that. Sweet. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yep, yep. So that'll be good to have uh, talk to Dan in person again in uh, a week. Um, and that's it. Absolutely. Uh, he, he was speaking of a babysitter. Thank God he didn't kill Helen Hunt because he he didn't he babysit Helen Hunt as a kid. So Ugh. that was a, that was the best kill of the, the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? I in, in fairness, um, uh, and talking about the film, there were bitter kills than I remembered. 
the problem was I just didn't remember them for whatever yeah. reason. Like the the blowtorch, yeah, and the like, DJ just did, did not yeah, stick that... out in my brain. Right, right, and 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 the nurse getting even though that was a typical, it was well, that was, was a direct, that was an homage to the, yeah the, to the kill from uh, the original where he's PJ PJ whatever her name is Souls uh, PJ Souls. No, her boyfriend. Oh, her, her boyfriend. boyfriend. You're right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the glasses. Yeah. Poor bastard. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much it I got for, for what I've been watching and, and whatever. So uh, I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this film here. Uh, but before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddies in. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can get it wherever you found this one. Indeed. And uh, Erica, me and Mike uh, are about to wrap up some, some other podcasts. Uh, what, what's this other podcast that me, you, and him usually do that we're going to be seeing a pretty I mean, cool Theoretically, movie? every yeah, once yeah. every three years, uh, yeah. we do a show called Cinema a la Carte, uh, where we talk about movies that don't necessarily fit under the dark discussions umbrella. Um, so we've done uh, Western, we've done uh, drama, we've done a Pixar film. Uh, we we just go talk about stuff that's uh, not your usual dark discussion sphere over there. Uh, so that's something that interests you. Uh, it's called Cinema a la Carte. There are about oh, a dozen episodes floating around out there. Uh, and Phil keeps on claiming that we're going to record more and then cancels on us whenever we plan it. Uh, so speak, speak, speaking of, of, of uh, 12 Monkeys, which is uh, the upcoming film that we're going to discuss uh, soon, um, th- there was a, a trivia on Wednesday night at the bar trivia that I do where I came in first place for the round. The round was lockup movies. And one of the questions was, who earned his first Academy Award nomination as an institutionalized madman in 1995's 12 Monkeys? And mm. I got that one. So that, that's, that was an easy round. Cause I was just Madeline like, Stowe. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. She was in that, wasn't she? Oh my God. That was yeah. like one of her last big films. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she was, pr- she was pretty good in that. Uh, Bruce Willis, <laughs> that, that whole movie was great. Um, I forgot how good the score is for that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I I purchased the uh, the the fancy uh, Arrow edition of the movie yep. or Cinema a la Carte when we were going to record that about a year ago, uh, and still haven't had to watch it because Phil messed everything up. Uh, sure, blame well, Mike, Phil. Mike, why blame Mike was partly responsible too. He's doing that podcast. No, you see, we had we had a oh, you're right. session planned, and you canceled it. You are responsible. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Yeah, there's something came up that day, and then uh, me, I was doing that uh, the um, discovery of witches podcast. Yeah, and that's that why I don't believe this is ever going to happen so, again. So it wasn't Mike's fault. It wasn't Mike. wasn't Mike was, <laughs> No, no, it was not Mike's you're fault. You're in the clear, Mike. Yeah, no, Mike's clear. fault was like two years ago when like, yes. we had to push off a recording because I yes. was swamped with work for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was that was that was that was a while ago. Yes, yes, but but we'll be getting back onto it uh, very shortly. So uh, I am not responsible for. I'll, any of I'll it. believe it when it happens. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, Barrett, uh, me and you, as a uh, rotation of other co-hosts, do another podcast. What's that all about? Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. Uh, yes, we do genre films, horror movies, just about everything. Um, we've done interviews. Uh, we recently did an interview. Uh, we still have yet to actually do a review of the movie so we can get that interview out there. So that should be our next plan for, for 
Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. Yeah, yeah, and so that'll be probably coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll record that, so uh, the interview will probably get dropped as a separate episode, maybe right before that to to get the the podcast up and moving again. Uh, and we do have a couple other films in the can that uh, have been recorded that uh, just haven't been released yet as well. Um, now, uh, Mike, uh, me, you, Barrett, and Sean Fox are doing a podcast about an HBO Max television series. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, because because somebody already talked about this on the podcast, so I forgot he wasn't specifically talking about the podcast. And that was the uh, Decimation of Dragons, a Game of Thrones TV show sequel prequel podcast. Um, and as Barrett said, we're really enjoying it. I am very curious though as to whether Westeros or Haddonfield has the more despicable residence. <laughs> That's a hard call. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, Haddonfield people are more passive aggressive. Where, uh, you know, in 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 Westeros they are just more likely to murder you outright. But there's still <laughs> something almost respectable about that, right? <laughs> just, yes, you can respect that more than that. Can, yeah, that's just a little. That's I think I can recognize. I can identify. It's like, okay, good for you for being straightforward in your murdering of people with dragon fire. So. Um, yeah, so we really like it, and I understand if you're somebody who felt burned by uh, Benioff and Weiss, who have nothing to do with this series uh, from season seven or season eight of Game of Thrones. Uh, I am liking it a lot, and we're kind of we're kind of gushing all over uh, all over this on a weekly basis. I mean, really gushing bodily fluids everywhere. It's it's. <laughs> pretty gross but yeah. uh I well, it does it does ha- it does have olivia clark so. so yeah i do i do highly recommend the series and and if you like you can tune in for the podcast a couple of days later sunday nights on hbo the last episode is about to air we are about what 72 hours away from that yeah, you know it's funny. I I meant to say olivia clark i have no idea why i said olivia clark um yes that is correct so we're only 70-something hours away, and also only uh, one hour and 30 minutes away before Midnights by Taylor Swift is released. Nobody so, cares, Phil. Well, Who cares? Fair enough. Uh, I, do, I, I do have four four uh, orders of, of the album. Nobody uh, cares, Phil. Yeah, fair enough. I bought two of them last week. Phil, Nobody Phil, cares, Phil. Phil. Phil, if you want surround sound now, you can just, you can just play the one album on four speakers. You don't need to set up four different... Well, well, two are autographed and one's a collectible edition. And then the fourth one is the actual uh, iTunes. Uh, no, cares. <laughs> anyway, um, Barrett, uh, myself, you, Mike, Sean Fox, and Kevin Letts just wrapped up uh, a podcast uh, that's now on hiatus. It just ended last week. What's that all about? Yeah, uh, She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law is the podcast. And for some reason, that is taking precedence over whatever the actual name of She-Hulk something of the law is. Um, yeah, we're doing that pod. We were doing that podcast weekly. Um, it, it was enjoyable. I think we all basically liked the show. I don't know if we loved the ending, but we liked the ending of the season one. Um, if there's a season two, we will probably still do that. I don't think it has any bad will from us so i don't think we would not watch it podcast yep exactly so so assuming there, there's a season two uh we'll probably be back but if not 
because no bad will from us. No, no, yeah, yeah. We we were pretty positive throughout our discussion. We liked the show. To, obviously, we pointed out some aspects that may have not worked for us as as this audience, or 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 things that uh, weren't uh, rightfully rewarded with the by uh, the producers from the final episode. But generally, uh, we, we gave it a big thumbs up. Uh, generally, for for as a nine episode season. Um, all right. Sounds good. So, uh, we can get into our final thoughts on this film here that we just uh, reviewed Halloween. And so, uh, Eric, why don't you start? Uh, yeah, I thought this movie is okay, but, uh, really, uh, kind of messy, uh, as far as the script went. Um, I mean, the production value of the films right up there. It looks great. It sounds great. Um, but there, there were, there were script issues aplenty. Um, so I'm, I'm not up in arms about it. Like some people are. Um, but I get why some people were disappointed. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Bert. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Eric. I think this was a muddled mess. Um, it could have been better. Uh, it was well-produced, uh, mostly well-acted and it just lacked story-wise, unfortunately. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'm pretty much where Barrett and, and uh, um, Eric are. That basically, it was, you know, I mean, I, I didn't hate the film. It was okay. I enjoyed it generally. Um, but, but uh, yeah, it was nothing spectacular. And what I'm assuming is just an average uh, entry or entree into the, um, the Halloween uh, universe, uh, that, that franchise. Uh, let's go for you, Mike. Um, I don't know. Oh, did we lose Mike? I think we lost Mike. He started to talk, and then yeah, he has set interesting off. timing Hello? on his voice. Oh, there we go. He's hey, back. There, there we go. So, uh, as we're talking it through, there are all these little problems, and they were kind of nagging in the back of my brain while I was watching it. But I ignored that because uh, I had fun with it. I went in with very low expectations, and my expectations were surpassed. Because, again, <laughs> there's a franchise with a long history of disappointing people. So um, if you keep your expectations low, if you know what you're getting into, if you know that you're not going to be seeing the ultimate showdown between Michael and Lori for 90 minutes... Um, maybe you'll you'll have a better frame of mind, a better frame of reference for judging the movie for what it is, not for what people were led to believe. And we do have to blame the filmmakers for, and marketing department for leading people to believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, that's why I can expect people from being disappointed. But uh, really, if, don't don't. There's there's so much worse in the world. That you could be raging at. Who's that? You know, Carrot Top is still out there. <laughs> that was a random ball. Wow. <laughs> you know, just just direct your hate at, at better things. You know, and don't worry if you didn't like this one. There will be another one coming along very soon. <laughs> the box office receipts have made sure of that. All right, sounds good. Uh, so. Uh... Is someone's fire alarm like need new batteries? Because I hear a beep every. Yeah, day. I've been hearing that too, Phil. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't hear 
don't hear it. Yeah. It's like a cheeky hinge or, or, or a cheap or a something. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, though. It's all good. As long as, long as no one's house is burning down. So um, let's get into uh, the last thing here, which is simply <laughs> that uh, yeah, I lost track because of fire alarms. Uh, but this film is uh, called Halloween's Ends. It was released on... Uh, October 14th, 2022, at least in the United States. Uh, it's a Merrimax Blumhouse film. I, I was actually kind of shocked to see the, the Merrimax name there because I thought that was been retired a long time yeah, ago. The, yeah, yeah. That kind of grossed me out, actually. <laughs> left a bad, it really left a bad taste in my mouth when I saw that. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Yeah, yeah, especially for a new film. I mean, if it's an old film, it's yeah. What are you going to do? That you know, it's already out there. But yeah, that was very weird. Um, but either way, uh, the film's directed by David Gordon Green, written by four people. So that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, obviously, based on John Carpenter, uh, his his original film that was uh, co-written by him and his uh, uh, ex-wife, who is now no longer with us due to cancer, Deborah Hill. Um, Produced by Malik Akkad, who I believe is the ancestor of the original Akkad that uh, produced it, along with uh, Jason Blum and Bill Block. Starring Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kylie Richards. We didn't even talk about her. I was planning to. Uh, she she came back and she survived the film. So good for her. One of the original characters actually survived besides the, the final girl, which is Laurie. Um, also, uh, Andy Matichak along with uh, smaller roles by Will Patton, but also Rowan Campbell uh, was in it as well. Uh, and here it also says James, Jude, Courtney, among others. So, I guess, with that st- all that stated, uh, let's go out with you, Eric. Go ahead. All right. Thanks for doing <laughs> Man, you got really thrown off by that fire log, man. Yeah, yeah that really is all over the place. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to talk about Halloween ends. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.